Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing an Inspector Calls. We saw this production at Sheffield Lyceum on the 5th of May 2023. Stephen Daltrey's multi-award winning national theatre production of J.B. Priestley's classic theatre returns. Winner of 19 major awards and hailed as the theatrical event of its generation. And Inspector Calls has thrilled more than 5 million theatre-goers worldwide. So Richard, what's it all about? When Inspector Gaul arrives unexpectedly at the prosperous Burling family home, their peaceful dinner party is shattered by his investigations into the death of a young woman. His startling revelations shake the very foundations of their lives and challenge us all to examine our consciences. But first, our post-show opinion! Gripping production. Magnificent mystery, shame about the weather. So with all that said, let's... Set set the scene! As we're sipping our tea... Mm, I've got a lovely coffee here. Perk me up, because I'm a little bit flat today. Well, you don't look like a bungalow. Cheeky bitch. Are you third floor flat or a tenth floor? Oh, you know me. Ground floor basement. Oh, basic bitch. <laughs> of course, you know this. Next to the tradesman's entrance. <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> Just how I stand. Right, and Inspector Calls, let's get into this. So I don't know about you, but I feel a bit of a rant coming on here. Really? Now, yeah. Do you know, huh. I really I'm do. I'm sensing some negativity from this, from your aura. I don't know what it is about Sheffield Theatre, the Lyceum one. Every time we go in there, there's always audience issues. Yeah, there always seems to be something. Oh, my goodness. So. Boy, did not, we see something. Before we set the scene, I think I need to set my own little scene. We were sat at different seats, so we were very much at the back. I was on the right and Richard was on the left. And in the first act, well, it must have been the first ten minutes, there was nothing but chomp, 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 rustling of bags, opening of crisps, constant popping of the Pringles. It was like a competition. <laughs> it was. Who I mean, could have their, their... When did we see it? Was it a Saturday? Was it a Saturday or the Friday? I can't remember now. Friday. It was straight after. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I think... And it was a 7.45 start. And I think everyone was just tucking into their dinners in the theatre. Only it consisted of crisps. Yeah, and I must admit, they've probably sold the probably or bought in with them the most noisiest crisp packets or sweet packets or whatever they've got. And it's the, yeah. and it wasn't just the crisps to share. Okay, it wasn't the great big Doritos or the Walker Sensations or anything like that. It felt to me as if someone bought a multi pack of Smith's crisps that you had to open another little packet of salt just to sprinkle on and make even more noise. <laughs> it was so ludicrous. And not only that, there was a woman in front of me opening what looked like Revels and another one to Messiah that opening up like Maltesers and all sorts Can't of... Can't stand Maltesers. It wouldn't surprise me if one of them took in a bloody pot noodle and boiled the kettle as well and started slurping away at that. I mean, somebody's missing a trick if we can't design quiet packaging for food for theatres because oh, we'd make think? an absolute fortune if Absolutely. they developed it. I mean, the family in front of me... Well, the, sorry, I say family in front of me. There was half of the family in front of me. The other half was sat next to me. And the two children in front had got crisps and sweets in front of them. 
and they were making noise all the way through. People kept telling them to shut up. The parents didn't ask for them to the kids to shut up. They helped themselves as well to the sweets and leant over to get them with total disregard for the rest of the audience. So and I bet it was the nausea sweets as well. With oh, the wrappers, yeah, like everything. That. Instead of just taking one and then quickly doing it, oh, no, I don't want that one. I'm going to put my hand in and yeah. just rummage around, keep making You'd noises. And mm. I, I, must, I, must be, I must admit, I don't know if these... Uh, these sweets were based on like Mary Poppins's handbag because they never ended. <laughs> there was nothing left. They just kept going for more. And I'm like, where are all these things coming from? I don't want to think it was Halloween. I know. Putting the hands in the buckets all the time. It was ridiculous. Oh, that was one of my pet peeves is constantly eating and churning away in your mouth all this food and stuff. Why can't they eat properly before they go out? I think we need some decorum and etiquette here I think going it's, on and, in And theaters. it's not just that, I think, for me. It was the fact that the parents weren't stopping it. They were letting it happen, almost like it's the God-given right to eat sweets in a room, in an auditorium, with other audience members in there, which totally distracts from the production. Because if you won't go to, see, to the cinema to watch a film, it's that loud that you can't actually... Yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah. as much. Whereas... We're watching a production where people are using their voices and and the microphones are only there to help project that voice. They're not there to drown everybody out in the audience. And we're in a different medium here. This isn't the cinema or at home when you're watching telly and binging Netflix. Exactly. It's really frustrating that we've lost something in etiquette. We've lost the etiquette of what happens in a theatre. Yeah, but it's, it's, the, it's the respect of the actors yeah, that are on yeah, stage yeah. performing to you. And everybody else is paying seat. quite a lot of money to yeah. see a production. It's almost like it's a throwaway thing now. And it's like, but theatre should be cherished. It shouldn't be just something that we, we just sit there and munch Slob through sweets and just think, oh, well, we've seen it now, move on. It just became so distracting in the first sort of part of the production where you couldn't really you could feel that other people around you were getting just as frustrated it wasn't just me you could feel that there's a lot of theatre goers in there that were just getting put off by being in there and you also get people coming in late as well so then the ushers are trying to find their seats this is a 7.45 start again why are people turning up late it's just it's almost totally disregard for the performance itself and also a lack of disrespect to everybody else who's actually managed to get there on time to see this show because it's not just the people on the stage you're disrupting it's everyone else when I see gaps in the audience here we go we're going to get people walking in like late late, and it's just it's just frustrating It, it just cuts through the performance as well because I mean there was one production where we saw where this wasn't this wasn't inspector cause but they they turned up like halfway through the first half and it's like but you've missed all the plot yeah. what's the point oh what was that one there was a shawshank redemption yeah. where people were coming in with mcdonald's oh and that was another thing at inspector calls i could smell a kebab someone had a kebab yeah. on the back seat yeah, what exactly. was that about well i i, I mean i went to see uh, witness for the prosecution and people came in 40 minutes after it started. I mean, what's the point? What? Why? Why bother? Why? What's the point? I, I wouldn't bother going to see it. What What are you... Uh, what are you hoping to gain what? at the end of it? You know what? Oh, that was a really good resolve. I don't know what it was about, but it was a good yeah, resolve. Exactly. Oh, you know. What's the point? Crazy. It's ridiculous. And in the first act, I kid you not, a telephone went off. Now, on stage, there was a telephone box. I was convinced yep. that that was part of the stage because Be- I thought it was coming through the speakers. Because thought, that's how loud it was. Yes, it was that loud. I think, what are they going to... Why are they ignoring that telephone? What's going on? And oh, and then somebody bloody answered it, didn't they? Then, it was on my side. Yeah. And then we realised it wasn't the inspector no. calling. 
No, no. The inspector <laughs> did not want to take that call. But then it gets better than that. Then they put it on silent, and wherever they put it, it, it vibrated, vibrated all the whole the chairs, and all you could hear was a, a real big rumble. It was like, it, just switch your phones off. Oh, my God, it was ridiculous. And also, there was a load of people talking, chuntering all the way through it. These conversations aren't even about the production either. No. Rambling on about anything. It's like, leave your conversations in the interval, or back home. Mind this one didn't have an interval, but why come and pay a lot of money to come and see a show if you're going to talk all the way through it yeah and, and i feel that have they been made to come and see this production because normally when you come to the theater you do want to watch a production not go to then disregard what you're seeing yeah and i think it was very difficult to understand why certain people were in the audience it's bad if they didn't want to be there it's bad enough when you have to keep putting up with the audience members that have to go out because they've got a leak of bloody bladder every five minutes well up exactly and down, up and down. exactly i'm bringing in a cattle prod next time and i'm going to start tasering people <laughs> <laughs> I have had enough of these people. Don't come to my theatres. If I'm there, you're going to get zapped. Any Russell. I don't if care your name's what Russell. the name is. <laughs> <laughs> your name's Russell Packet, you're out. Yeah. If I hear one little tiny iota of a little sweet being unwrapped, that's it. You're getting it. <laughs> so there we are. Yeah. That's our discussion of etiquette in theatres. Now then. <laughs> I think we need to set the scene, don't you now? I oh, think it's is that what we're going to do? Yeah, I okay. think we need to. So, as we walked into the auditorium... And got hassled. And got rustled. <laughs> yeah. It started with the uh, curtain down, but there was a little radio on the stage, wasn't there? Was there was a little radio on stage, and there was also the, the accents of the stage was actually raised up in certain ends, almost like it had been pushed, and the, the stage had broken and pushed up the side of the stage on the side, just to uh, show that the, there was more to come. Yes, that. it was giving you a tiny little bit yeah, of it was. Uh, every little Because detail. it wasn't the usual red curtain that you see in the Lyceum. It was actually the one for Inspector Calls because it had got big tassels on the bottom and it was almost oh, very yes, traditional, like I... original 1800s theatre, Edwardian style. I actually theater. thought that was part of it. I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one they bring yeah. with them. So that is part of the... Fair yeah. enough. And they had um, a little lad come on and he was like messing around in the yeah. curtains, going to the radio. But then there was another little girl as well. And in a way, um, that I think we've lost that that curtain element of the production sometimes, where that felt more like crushed velvet and it felt real. Yeah. In the you know compared to the newest stuff, that's just it's not as voluptuous maybe. Crushed velvet. Crushed velvet. Good. It does doesn't it? Mm. Plush. I've heard of her. What plushed velvet? I've heard of her. <laughs> crushed. Oh, crushed velvet. Yes, yeah. I thought that's what you said. Yeah. A new drag artist, is it? Yeah, crushed it is. velvet. Yeah, crushed velvet. Mine's going to be misdiagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> Misgendered. No, Misinformed. No. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then before the curtains raised, we were introduced to some chilling theatrical a soundscape coming through yeah. the speakers. That was very much uh, slightly reminiscent of the homecoming when we heard yes, that. Yes, it was, yeah. But it set the drama up because the the moment the curtain started raising bit by bit we saw the cobbles the noise was just ferocious uh, i suppose what we want to say is that we we saw the the children lift the curtain as though they were controlling the actual oh is that what we meant to say I can't remember yeah, that. I you're really. moving because no. what what actually no, happened? No, I was going to say that um, it was like, whilst the music before the curtain raised though. The, no, the, before the curtain raised, the the kids came from back of the audience. Yeah, but we've already done that bit because they came on stage, didn't they, and kicked the radio. Yeah, yeah, because they were play, they were messing in the curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But when when the curtains raised, which yeah. is what you're saying that they helped yes. raise, 
whilst the music was loud and um, gripping, yeah, um, we could then start seeing the rain effect on the cobbles because they started having yeah. a downpour of rain. Yeah, and like mist and smoke. <clears throat> yes, and... that's right. And then we got to see the full uh, stage, which ended up being just like a cobbled street with a uh, an old-fashioned lamppost. Yeah. And a phone box. And a phone box to one side, stage right. Bit by bit, we then saw this great big, huge, like a doll's house. Yeah. It was larger than a doll's house. But yeah, it was. I don't know what kind of scale. But it was on, that, but... like almost on a plinth above yeah. stage. It was it was playing with Like a shapes. pier, in a way, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and, and to say the cobbles were actually broken up, they weren't all just one uniform layout. It was, mm. they were, they'd, they'd made it feel like a a proper street, an Edwardian street, where it wouldn't all be perfect and it would be as potholed as, as nowadays, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I think you do them just a disservice. I think them roads will be far better to travel on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, they would be more comfortable. Yeah, and it had a smaller um, scaled house as well. Yeah, it was out of it was out of scale, as in it wasn't mm. it wasn't to scale to represent distance. Yeah, at it the was back of the um, cyclo armor. Is that yes. what? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get me. Get you with your words. <laughs> with my big words. That's it. Now you won't get any more. And then the action began. The inspector turned up. Oh no, we didn't, did he? It, Not it at first. A, the house, the party. Family. They yeah. were having. It was basically probably the first act or the first. No, yeah, the first what we scene, heard was. Of them in the dining room in the actual small scale doll's house, which was up on the, the pier. Yeah, with the maid basically using, hanging around outside and then inside. She was. I bet she was. She was. She was. Um, yeah, so we don't actually meet the inspector straight away. We see the house. That's right. They're in the dining room. They're in the dining room and we hear them having conversations in the dining room at an evening event where they're all meeting mm. and stuff like that. And it's set in 1912, so it's post uh, war, I think. And they're talking about, um, well, they're talking about them being uh, wealthy. Well, because, uh, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> trying to discuss what they were talking about. They're just the talking room. about their general lives and how, you know, wonderful they are and stuff like that, aren't they? They're, it's, yeah, it's there's all like that, the smarmy, political stuff yeah. going in as over a dinner table. About the Berlin, Berlin and Company and That's all right, that yeah. sort of stuff. I will say, oh, that what is it key? It, oh, we got well, not yet. that yet. Okay, it we was very not... difficult to understand any of the conversation that was happening. That's right, it was it because was... there was in this little house that we saw on stage. There was only one slight door open. Oh, and, it and went on for a while. You didn't felt it? like you were just watching a house with voices coming out of it, which mm. was yes, we might have had the distractions in the room with all the crisp eating and, and sweet eating, and that made it worse, but. You still couldn't understand the dialogue because understand, understand. You still struggled to understand the dialogue because you couldn't see any reaction or movement from the cast. Yeah. They were all just crammed in this little closed-up house that you could mm. see the odd one walk out of the front door and then back again. But that was about it. It was quite quirky in its approach and it's symbolic. Yes, I get that. However, it did seem to go on an awful it long went too time. Long. It was okay for a little bit, yeah, but then it just got a bit too much, and it wasn't really needed. I, it, I, it gives distance. I think it it didn't help start the storyline off. Really, I think it, it it was reliant on everybody almost knowing 
the story. Yes, I hadn't got. And because it's copies. on the curriculum, there's a lot of reasons this is out and about at the moment. Again, because you know, a bit like Blood Brothers, it's one of those that gets discussed. I'm surprised it's allowed to be in the curriculum these days. Isn't everything got a trigger warning? Oh yeah. I mean, what if I'm surprised? You know, it might have a trigger warning. Cause yeah, it has a big doll's house in it. I think it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that would be triggering, but you never know. Some people are like that, Richard. Yes, they are, Stephen. I get triggered by sweets being rustled in the auditorium. I think we've heard that already. Oh, yes, that's true. You've, you've, we've, we've, don't make me relive it. Next time we go to, the, to that theatre, I, I bet someone's going to end up doing toast. There's going to be a, a row of toasters popping up toast, aren't I thought we were talking about a musical, then. Um, yeah, so I, I just think that was a little unnecessary because it went on too long i don't mind it for a little while but i think it just took away that whole scene really because you struggled to understand actually what was happening especially if it the whole beginning is a setup yeah established characters and and you almost felt like only until you got to the next scene where the house became open that you actually started to understand who they were but they almost had to repeat what they'd said previously mm. for then you to realize who they were and I, yeah. it just it, just it felt, felt more like a gimmick yeah it did it did it? yeah someone had an idea they had a very clever idea yeah they just dwelled on it a little too long yeah not a bit too long however um oh where are we going now actually because i could i'll just finish that train of thought so that was oh. just before the inspector arrives basically wasn't it oh okay yeah, yeah. So, where do you want to go? Oh, my train of thought that I was going to tag on to that before stopping myself was um, just about the props and costumes within that doll's house, to be fair. Everything just looked like superb. A lot of detail had gone into that doll's it house. Did, yeah. In terms of it being its own little set within the set. You know, all the scale was correct. Yeah, it was. And like 3D and, and yeah, and it, it felt to detail. it felt even, right even in in the attic when when the the whole thing opened up. There was like an old Ted in the attic yes. and stuff. Yeah, that, it was like a compartment, know. but it felt like it was still yeah. within the yeah. And it didn't need to no had had anything in there. What's wrong with me speaking? I'm like, no, I'm no, no, like no, you. No, no. I know. And that's the end of that. <laughs> so um, with this being an, a classic play, I suppose do we? even dare talk about the writing i think we do in a way that we need to look at maybe has it aged well or, or has it the not adaption yeah to the writing maybe yeah adaptation adaptation yeah because i think i i would be more inclined to have seen this had it have been done without the gimmick of the doll's house yes you know, because there was a lot of, um, I mean, especially when there was the stairs that were put on so the inspector could go up into the doll's house to start talking and interacting with yeah. them. It just felt like that could have all been done in the actual drawing room in the house. I think if if the approach had been the same as, I did reference Mary Poppins earlier for another reason, but the musical Mary Poppins, is probably the better way to do a house on stage that starts as a shut, closed, almost doll's house. And when when they actually walk into into the actual Banks' house, 
the it opens like a, a box, like a like a doll's house. Well, like a doll's house, but it also opens almost like a pop up card. So basically, the all the sides open, mm. and it's floor level. Mm-hmm. But actually, that would work better with this if it had have created that dining room in front of you, and then all the things that have happened. They could have still done in front of the the outdoor scene almost. But I yeah. think if they'd have because most of the action and the dialogue happened in the house, but in this production it happened on the cobbles, mm. like they'd been kicked out of the house. It, yeah. it was a little bit frustrating because then when later in the production when the the house fell to pieces, they were kicked out of the house, but you didn't really see the change. And yeah. I feel like Other if they picking up the uh, silverware, off yeah, the floor. it didn't feel because they'd already spent time out there. Mm. It, it was a little bit, and the, also or, they made rolled like a, a red rug. So when um, uh, the lady of the house walked down the steps, yeah. she had somewhere to to walk on, as if it was like the the carpet in the hallway, and then yeah, yeah, of gave her a seat to sit down. And because it had been raining, and because it had been like a cloudy and stuff like that, well. Generally, give me a sense of it being cold, yeah. Or whatever, so you but technically, we weren't meant to be outside, yeah. I and that's why it was confusing because it's, because it's like trying to put it in a surrealistic setting, yeah. It was like, but then you become style over substance, and the, the house is meant to be stylistic, but then when you don't really use it as much as it becomes yeah. a, a piece that gets confusing yes like an upside down inside out sort of a house if it had been done in the way say dangerous corner or the homecoming had been done or where it's it's pressure cooker you're in one room it's all it it would add more power to this i think and i can see why the original versions would have been like that yeah because theater doesn't have to travel to other realms or other spell spaces Mm. all the time Sometimes the static helps you then believe the other storylines are going off mm. outside, and and I think that's that's where they just felt a little confused, or they wanted it to look stylistically good, but actual performance-wise, it, it it just became almost like this whole family had been kicked out on the street a little bit all the time. Yeah, and. I understand with the doll's house, with it supposed to represent it being um, like grandeur and, and, and everything, the house you could dream of buying, you know, for the people and, and certain people not being able to approach it or yeah. approach that amount of wealth, maybe. I, I, I personally felt that it wasn't as good as maybe what other people probably think it is good as. I mean, I'm murdering my words here, trying to get them out, just to form a sentence. But <laughs> I mean, you can see why they've toured it again because the set's been this set for quite a while for this production, so they're probably using it again because they've mm. already got it. So you yeah. know, they might not want to approach it any differently because they've already got this mm. set that's ready to tour. So you know, that might be one of the main reasons. Yeah, I was a bit surprised near the end when it was the end i thought i thought it was going to be a two act play because i'm sure i read that it was supposed to be like a three act well play. it is a three act play but we it was we just didn't like, even have an interval no we didn't have an interval no i mean the curtains came down didn't they and i don't know if that was a ruse to keep 
people in the audience to watch it all the way to the end. Or stop them buying more sweets. Or because there's a lot of children in there, is that just to keep them in their seats and so they don't get bored? Or But I think it was just... It felt like it went on just too long to be a one-act yeah. production. Yeah. It, it, it Because then you start losing the track and you can't always... The interval's important to think and make yourself mentally ready for the second part. Yeah, because you need time to process what you've just seen. And Yeah, and I think that that's what sometimes is forgotten when they do stuff like this. It's, you know... I think I think it just would have lent itself to having a break mm. in it, and then in it, in it, in the production, especially a, a break in the production, <laughs> in the especially production. yeah, a break in the production, especially when there would have been originally in this. It would, like you say, it's a three mm, act well, production. Three act, yeah. It's and it it felt like where where are we now? Because there were certain elements of because it had all been jammed together, you couldn't really tell. Which scenes were which necessarily? Yeah, it just or if always... anything had been edited. Yeah, of course. I've not um, seen the full script anyway, so no, uh, a bit confusing. Um, well, it wasn't really confusing. I think it um, it started generating a lot of pace when things started going a bit awry and there was conflict and um, certain stories seemed to be a bit false. Yeah, uh, particularly around like uh, the young lads drinking and, and the discovery well not just the discovery of Eva who Eva Smith who had uh, taken her own life but once it was discovered that everyone had some sort of hand in her downfall yeah. yeah then it's like it picked up because it is a who done it yeah in a strange it way it is you know? yeah but I suppose it's more of a moral who done it when you find out at the end yeah it's saying that not what, just one person is the is the cause? It's it's actually a combination yeah. of causes and yeah. But and she that's... she didn't die in the end, did she? Because they had a phone call from. Yeah, she did. She did. But did they not say? No, they, they said the, the body's the been admitted. No, the body had been admitted after. Because oh. that's what the final phone call was. Yeah. After the inspector had gone. Oh yeah, because it started yeah. again then, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was like. Yeah. A, Premonition of this is what's yes, going to happen. Yeah. Some inspectors are yeah. going to come round, yeah. and then they realise that a body's not been in. Yeah, uh, and they all convince themselves that it wasn't that thing, and then the phone call happens yeah. after that. Because then they start questioning the um, inspector, which I thought was really thrilling. It's, re- and good. it's a great, it's a great outcome and a and a mm. great twist. Yeah, but I do feel the power of that outcome and twist would have been better if it had been staged. Differently, if it was staged to support it rather than yes. try to be unique and different, to yes. be up to date and stylist, so, so it wasn't yeah. necessarily set in a certain time frame. So uh, it could be you could link it to any periods of time and get that. And I think there's an obsession to make things to to almost not necessarily update them, but to 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 give an aesthetic that's updated mm. for a production, even though it's an old text, when actually conviction of performance and actually having having a performers and actors to actually pull it off and perform it in the in the correct way holds itself up anyway. You know, you don't always need mm. the stylistic approach. If you've done it once to be different, it's interesting to go and see things different, but hasn't this been like constantly toward the same thing? Yes, it has. 
Yeah. Yeah. But well, then because it's on the curriculum, it's probably selling tickets because of that. Yeah. Because, well. you know, they're, 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 because they're studying it at school, they want to see it. So if they tour it at the right time, it's at the right time to actually go and see it as part of that, isn't it? And there's yeah. a new new influx of children to see it every time it's brought around every year. So, you know, yeah. there's a reason why it keeps coming back in, in some ways, even if it does need work or, you know. I mean, the production itself was quite good. It was yeah. all right. The cast I, were I good. I don't think the, uh, the, the doll's house was... I don't think the doll's house was uh, needed as such. So the direction for this, I can't, I can't really fault it, to be honest. I thought everyone gave a good performance and the direction was it was yeah. well directed and there was a vision even though i disagree with the the set out or the layout of the doll's house um for someone to have a vision to go through with it anyway and be different to the original yeah. script okay hands down it was it was a good take on it a point i'll probably make is more it's not necessarily the direction of the cast it was the maybe the decision to include a community cast oh, didn't yes. really seem to have much purpose other than walk on at certain points in the production yeah i felt a little bit disappointed that if you're going to get community cast involved a community cast involved in the local area that you you're mm. performing it or across the country you'd expect something written for them to be involved in it because I do feel that they were almost just placeholders. There there wasn't really any purpose to them just mm. standing there apart from invading the physical space. It it, yeah. it felt it felt a little lackluster to just have these people just stood there as ghostly figures as part of the inspectors one of the final speeches he makes but other than that there wasn't really but then i, I you can't really um ask jamie Priestley to write an additional scene for these people no either. i know but i think that <laughs> i get where you're coming what from. what i mean is but i think jb Priestley probably didn't intend that them well, to no, be no, on stage and, done at and, all. and i think it just it was just a decision to have people involved that even if there was more why they were are involved. They involved tell me why are they why are they there? Well, I mean, for one, it's bums on seats because parents and, and and grandparents want to see their family on stage. So it's another way to sell tickets right? by getting the community involved in each area so that it's, a, it's an advertising tool. Okay. If you get cast involved wherever you go, it's, a, you know, it's, it's all part of that. So, so that, that in turn sells tickets because you you make sure that and then the word of mouth travels because they're actually in the production. Mm. So that that's part of the. But what else? All I saw it was for is for the to enhance the fact that the inspector's a ghost and he's actually passing over into mm. the other side and he's got all these other people that are, have already passed over and and that was the only part of the scene I could really see. If they'd have used them as part of maybe scene changes or set changes or things walk on pieces that it just felt like they could have done more, not necessarily the dialogue side, but just being there more physically mm. to be involved in it, it may have had more yeah. worth. And I think at first it just felt like, oh, these people are just there for because we've got to put bums on seats. And I think that's where I struggled with it. 
Yeah, I must admit, I was expecting them to be a part of it. Yeah. And have some kind of uh, say, but they didn't really seem to um, do anything other than just, as you say, invade the space. Yeah. And I think directing the cast, he did a brilliant job. The, you know, the, the performances from the actual, the, the actual, everybody on stage was great from the actual cast that tore the production, but mm. he just think that was just something that could have been improved on really mm. moving on to our next segment as we say we're here for the, for the drama. drama for me as we said at the very beginning when um, not about sweets but about the fact that you couldn't particularly hear the chatter within the doll's house for the first yeah um few minutes i think when everyone started uh coming out to do their little bit of um, dialogue outside the house yeah. whilst the inspector was hanging about observing the nature of um, the business of what they're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. really. Even though I felt everyone did a good job, it wasn't until Sybil Burling came out where the energy started picking up. She was the uh, yeah, lady true. of the house. Yeah, you know, The moment she made her entrance... She it brought a lot of to... colour to the performance at that point, didn't she? Like, Well, to be honest, it was all in the dress. Because, yeah, it um, was. Everyone else was in their uh, tuxedos. And uh, Sheila, she was in a like a wedding dress, a white dress. So she literally, yeah. you know, Sybil did bring the colour. To colour and in her performance as well. She yes. had actually had a lot of dark and light and shade and there was a lot going off. Dark, light, her. shade and colour. Yeah, but there she was a lot more. Great there was Yeah, but... she was. I think it... It might have just been the character, to be honest, rather than the actress herself. You know, the moment she came out, things started picking up the pace a bit more, and I think I became a little bit more interested. Plus, by then, I'm sure all the sweets and Pringles and stuff stopped being munched on. Don't stop mind, anyway. But each of the uh, actors, they did give a strong performance within those characters, and in especially the maid, who didn't have any lines at all, and I was quite surprised about that. Yeah. And was she... One of the community people that actually had a starring role, or was she part of the touring thing, do you think? Probably as far as I know, she's part of the touring cast. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, maybe actually with all the um, stuff she had to do. She was always there. Yeah. She was always in the background, in the room, almost basically felt like she was playing the chess game because she was always there. But, I mean, one thing I would say... Oh! One thing, one thing. You keep having, I keep having all these one things. She the the maid was also the person that did a lot of the set changes or the moving of furniture. Yeah. With precision, really, because she'd walk up with a chair and put it behind the the lady of the house at the precise moment she was about to sit down, and mm. and she'd also have something on her arm, or she'd be doing this, that, and the other. She was very much the the person in the background that fetching was carrying the, fetching carrying jackets, but yeah. but knew exactly where to go at what point and when at what time, and you know, and I think that mm. it, it also gave you more view into that person being that the, that maid that knew everything about the house and knew everything about who they were. I mean, something else we discussed in the car was was she actually partly involved in what world was she actually from yeah because exactly. we didn't know she was in the middle of the two worlds between mm. the inspector and the you know and she actually interacted with you know what she was yeah she was a happy medium she was a happy medium mm. she was i always i sometimes like a big mac but you know oh god 
But no, she was the she was the go between because you didn't really see the inspector interact with the the cast apart from her. They she he interacted with them in voice, but not actually physically and she was the only one that really he interacted with i think that's why the staging is the way it is because he didn't go in the house did he no he went up the steps when it was fixed a little bit but he didn't go yeah. fully in the house i don't think yeah and i think it may have it may have helped with a different staging so you'd understand if he was actually allowed in there or not or you know do you feel there was any uh standout performances or do you think everyone was just fine and dandy as they were I think they were fine, Dandy. I think they all pretty much embodied their characters. Yeah. In a way, I don't think there was anybody that stood out. You know, like you stated earlier, it's it's not maybe, it's maybe their character that stood out rather mm. than them them as a performer. They all performed at the the right level. They all performed in the. Yeah. You felt like they were all related. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was any missteps really in that way. I think one thing I would, oh, one thing. Something I'd say is hats off to the cast for carrying on performing while all this noise is happening up in the audience. Because <laughs> phone, it must mo- have been so phone, distracting. Yeah. If it was distracting for us, you some know, actors actually stop the production. Didn't they, they, they was and call yeah out. they do yeah and they and I'm surprised and they didn't. Yeah, there wasn't any sign of them stopping what they were doing. Mind you, if we saw them Friday, they, they probably had a whole week of it at Sheffield. They probably got bored of it. I would mention that I think. Sheila's costume in the red. Yeah. It was so finely detailed that I didn't think it needed all the pearls that was around her neck or whatever it was. No, it felt a little bit overdone. Uh, yeah, a bit too much. Like she needs to just take that off and she would have been fine just as is. It felt almost like she was performing for the back row when actually the, the costume was trying to perform for the back row, but it was too busy. It was too much going off. Mm. And and I suppose my only view on the whole doll's house as as neatly and well packed as it was, because it was so small, and they had full size items in there, it did look on the crammed and and it didn't look very yeah. refined. It looked more a little bit like jumble sale because there was so much in there, because the space was too small to have any wall space. So you you, it was less grand. Because it was it was all crammed in, so a little bit more. So I didn't really notice that much. I thought it was relatively okay. I, although I would say that I slightly agree with the fact that the model scale just seemed to be a bit on too on the small side. In terms of it, you know, well, it was fine, a bit like it, fine if it was meant to be a doll's house, but at least make it so they can actually still get through the um, door without having to bob. And yeah, exactly, and not just that. I think I've just. The, the size of the, the set, we are a little bit. I mean, the but the, but it, it just got in the way of the cast and the performance. I think because mm. they had full size chair and tables, chairs and tables in this doll's house, and then that meant there was no room for them to get round. And it was yeah. like they'd not even played with perspective with the chairs and the table to actually make it feel shrunk towards the back, towards yeah. the front, and and I think that's what then didn't play with your mind that it was a, a doll's house or a, you know, I think... 
That didn't. And when the doll's house closed, the front closed and yeah. opened again, it was very wibbly wobbly. Oh, it was. Yeah, there was a lot of. But but it was also it looked like it, it was cardboard. it was a manual function as well because the cast actually had to shut the they had to lock it yeah, off when it went yeah. when they shut it and it. It, you could tell they were almost waiting in there for it to come round and and shut, and I think that that made it feel a little bit cumbersome. You know? mm. I think it looked better when it opened than when it shut. To be fair, it looked more. Yeah, about the the set. The, yeah, the whole house. I think oh, it looked better it. when it actually came open. It was smoother when it opened, but when it shut, it was a little. It was clunky and and I bet you've said ineffective. that before, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to our next segment, as we say, What the Tech Is This? Now, Richard, with your clunky set, well, not your clunky set, let's talk about all the technical aspects of this. First of all, let's start with the sound, because at the very beginning, we started with quite a nice evocative sound coming through the speakers. Then where did all that go? I was just going to add to that. Oh, by all means, you can. I mean, it's partly your podcast as well. What was the point in the rain and the thunder and the lightning and the wind and the sound effects? And it's like we'd used them I all think, up in the first scene. I, I think they're trying to uh, push climate change. <laughs> well, I think we had all climates and all weathers. I think when they take All weather take systems it, in the first five, five seconds. I think when they take it to the next theatre, it's going to be like roasting hot. Yeah, I think a great big burning sun as well. Two suns. Visually, it looked amazing at the start when they opened the curtains, and oh, it yes, felt it like a horrendous storm. It felt like we were in Twister. It felt like we were in a monsoon. It was like you know, it it was great. Well, However, for a minute, it took my mind off all the sweets. Yeah, it was great. But then it was never used again, and no. it was almost like we can. This is the special effects we can do, and let's show everybody what what we can make it look like. But then to never do it again, mm. it was like. Do you reckon it's supposed to represent like the underworld with it all being maybe like crappy weather and whatever? But not, if, not like well, it... for me, what had been really more impressive was because there was three acts in this production. If you'd use that effect, maybe as a as a as a Interval. scene setter for each mm. each act. Instead of a blackout, or instead of this, it could have been ultimate chaos. The rain could have come in. It could have move the production on again mm. but to just do it the first first bit and then never do it again mm. it just felt because for me all that was all all that that all that that re- that weather system was about was to fill the puddle the water in the puddle what <laughs> to, was for there's a puddle to get water in it so that when she came down in the white dress she got it wet you know oh, that's yeah. that was the that felt like is that I'd the only reason we didn't rain that much yeah because she's gonna have a wet dress and it was a bit like is that it? It just felt so thrown away. And that's doing a disservice to the theatre technicians, really, because mm. they put so much work into that, and yeah. then it was not used again. It's, but that's a way of, yeah. like, modernising an old production. You know, it was like, it doesn't. It just looks out of place a little bit. Yeah, I think that's probably the issue when you do have, like, physical realistic rain well I say realistic rain you know when you have that go off you know to then 
keep doing it it's going to cause probably a lot of issues constantly but i'll be honest i'd much rather had the mousetrap with a with a windy window and a bit of rain in the background yeah that would have felt more realistic than yeah than well, this it was I like suppose you know, that's when you can do that when you've actually got a full house set yeah exactly and i don't mean like a doll's house yeah. you know with yeah so um with uh, was there any more sound uh, cues or anything that Apart from the telephone, that wasn't the telephone. I don't think there was. You see, this is the thing. They used it all in the, mm. at the start. <gasps> oh, okay. So what about when there was like an explosion from the chimney because the house was on its cl- going to Do collapse? Do we have to talk about that bit? Oh, dear. It was, it was quite exciting. <laughs> it was exciting, <laughs> but the but for the sound effects weren't in time. The table mm. dropped and the sound came after it. Uh-huh. And then... And then there was yellow flames coming out of the chimney, but that looked out of place. I mean, I've never really seen like bright orange yellow flames coming out of a chimney before. We'd have been better off with smoke and and maybe mm. light rather than a very jarring, almost flare-like colour. Yeah. So it, why would that go out the chimney? I don't know. Unless it's just done in a. I don't understand way to smoke. Explain. A big power of smoke coming through because like the chimney set on fire but it didn't feel like that it just i don't know if it's meant to indicate that the chimney's still on fire but because of the house like collapsed i think it's meant to be that their whole world and everything is on the brink of collapse hence why it tilted up and going off like that but with flames coming out the chimney pot like that it just looked a bit like had it have been like the whole chimney thing exploded exactly and rumbled yeah or whatever fair enough or something like none of the bricks down. fell off or anything like that no. and and then i'm gonna say it oh was there any need because was there any need why did we then have to sit through the house being reset on stage ready for the next performance because we watched it being rebuilt in front of our eyes. Yeah. And it felt like, why? But it went back on itself, didn't it? So they finished up back in the house. They did, but did they need to go to that level? Because that's it, when it was a wobbly door. Yeah, exactly. Part, cardboard cut out. And I just felt like... Right, so riddle me this. We had the doll's house um, yeah. that they were performing in. Why on earth... On the cyclorama, was there a model doll's house? I didn't get that. I don't know no. if it was to show that it was on a street with other houses or that it was a replica. It was very difficult to work out why. Yeah. Because it had be better off having the psych with just the clouds because they actually look quite good at the back just to, to yeah. show a bit of atmosphere, but... I don't understand why their little house was there as well to make like another doll's house, a doll's house in a doll's house. I was getting a little bit confused. Yeah, no, I think it was just to represent the same house, but at a distance, but it was never referenced or spoken of. And I just don't get why it was there whatsoever. I don't understand why it was there. I think there was decisions made to make it look impressive, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to. No, they're clearly going to make it be spectacular and something. Um, but it's not a musical. Production. No, I mean, maybe. it's a play with actually quite a good twist and a good meaning. So sometimes the performance can 
you don't need all the bells and whistles sometimes with a production. Just the bells will be fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I'm not quite sure on this one. No. With the whole, I mean, the technical stuff worked to a point and it was building up for something and the actual text and the delivery of the actors delivering yeah. the text yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the twist and the drama of it was good. It was just all the colourful little paraphernalia bits around it that just seemed a bit contradictory. And I'll ask you this. Would you feel the same way if we had had an interval? No. I think I would have been able to... I don't know. I definitely would have been able to process it because even now I'm I'm a little bit hazy. Uh, However, if we came back from the interval, would more sweets and Pringles been brought? Maybe, but what I mean is... Would have come in with the Domino's pizza? By the time we got to those extra special effects and and that extra... those things happening, we'd sat through an hour and a half Mm. and it was like, is this done yet? Yeah. Because... Well, I thought there was more to it. You just felt like they were throwing you felt like because you were it, because you were stuck inside this this thing it didn't become as impressive than maybe if we'd have had a break and actually gone back in mm. maybe it because we'd have had time to process in the in the interval mm. maybe those things would have made more sense but because we had no interval it was almost like the the you'd seen too much there was so much happening mm. that it was like oh there's another thing happening now Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of things were happening. I just think a lot of maybe unnecessary things were happening. Yeah. Just to... Maybe it's the fear of the script itself. And that's where that's where I think it's like... Is this script actually boring or should we zuzz it up with a bit of surrealism? Or did the person that decided to re-ignite re- life into this decide that they wanted... They didn't trust the script... Mm, very interesting. Know. Yeah, very interesting, but it was their take, their their baby. Yeah. Um well I mean it was alright. Maybe we we maybe it would have fared better with us if we hadn't seen it in the yeah, maybe. maybe. Do you maybe. know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Next time we ever go to see a production, I'm taking my cattle prod. And now it's time for our rewind rewatch. So, Richard, what part of this production would you like to rewind and watch again? I think for me it's when the lady of the house entered. That's probably the best bit oh, of yes. the production, just because... Did she was... enter or did she exit? Well... Ah, because she came out. Happened. Yeah, true. But I think it was more that, that scene, that was probably the, the when things started to change and twist. But, yeah, that's probably one I'd... Yeah, and the young song yeah. were getting yeah. more drunk yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. You know, it was definitely a bit where they were all out there, maybe when they had been thrown out and they were sussing out who the inspector was. I think yeah. that's the bit I'd probably like to rewatch again. Yes. Or the bit where where there was too much distraction from the crisps and the rustles and the packets. I do not want to relive that. No. No. Keep your fruit salad and your blackjacks all to yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah. And put those Pringles away. Definitely. Although, once you pop, you can't stop. No. Nope. So, people, if you're going to pop... Pop it elsewhere. Pop it before you pop in. Oh, and another thing. Oh, one more. Oh, yeah. 
a woman next to me, yeah, she kept chewing gum all the way through it, all the way. Just like had the it Harry, in stereo, didn't like you? The Harry, the Hubba Bubba ones. She was chewing all the way through. No, she wasn't chewing. She was popping, popping. She was popping. She was popping in and popping out. I was going to say to her, if you pop that gum one more time, <laughs> she goes straight into my knife ten times. <laughs> Sorry, just... Moving on to our final segment, as we say, call, call this a show. show? So, summary then, please, Richard. Sum this play up in 60 seconds without deviation, hesitation or repetition. I enjoyed it. I just think there was a few decisions made to flesh it out and add more bits that weren't necessarily necessary. But the core of the actual writing and the production was good. And I think the twist is really good. I have seen it before, this production, quite a while ago. My memory has forgot it. So... Maybe it's not as memorable because of all the bells and whistles they add to it. You and them bells and them whistles. I know. This time. Mm. This is the first time I've uh, seen this production and I did actually enjoy the writing. A bit ploddy at first, but then I wasn't quite sure what, what the situation was. Not being able to hear much at all. And the distractions, however, be that as it may, I did enjoy this production. Not sure if I agree with a surrealist uh, setting. Yeah, I think it was a bit ropey. It would be nice to actually see it in its um, classical format. Yes, I, I agree with that. But other than that, it was very thrilling and enjoyable. It's score time now, Richard, for an inspector calls on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a chilling knock at the door and 1 being a crisp munching nightmare. What's it going to be? And I did all that in one take. Did. Clever me. I'll give this a six out of ten because I think some of the things about yeah, they don't need to go into discussion, do I? Stop your waffling. Six out of ten is good. It's fine. For me, I'm going to give this a seven. Because I don't particularly like to copy you. And also <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Just a little bit wibbly wobbly with the doll's house. And seven Pringles. Too many Pringles. Too many Pringles. Fruit salads. and black Strawberry you... laces. Oh, they're quite soft. Yeah, but the packet wasn't. Oh, <laughs> no. Someone had... Um, Someone in front of me had strawberry laces. Haribos, really? And I saw them being taken out of the packet one by one. Ooh. So we're starting this production as we're finishing it. Grab that about packets. Just reach over and grab that lace. And I wanted to tie that lace right somewhere. Right the neck. <laughs> I like strawberry laces as well, just not in that setting. Hey, <laughs> where misses? Right. And on that bombshell, have we finished? No. Sound effects. Yes, okay. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed? An audible shrug of the shoulders? Uh? A slow clap? A pleasant applause? Or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'll give this a pleasant applause. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm going to give this a pleasant applause as well. Oh, copycat. So there we are. That's our discussion of An Inspector Calls. We hope you found it insightful. If not entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. 
If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. When Inspector Gould arrives unexpectedly at the prosperous, when Inspector Gould arrives unexpectedly at the prosperous, their peaceful dinner party is shattered by an investigation. Their peaceful dinner party is shattered by his investigations. His startling, revel- his startling revelations shake the very foundations of their lives, and challenge us all to examine our consciences. I'll do that again. I think it's when wise. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm going to do it again. All right. Oh, the inspector didn't need to call me. Twas me all along. Uh. Hello. One, two. Oh, I'm very loud today. Hello. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Are you, are you talking? Oh, sorry. Yes, are you waiting for me? Of course. I was always waiting for you. Are you actually absolutely, are you absolutely so sure? What about now? I'm receiving you. Oh, jolly good. God forbid I wouldn't be. Mm. There'll be trouble if not. Wait! Oh. Why are you waiting now. for me? Why? On today. What's she hanging about selling violets? <laughs> no, byros. Byros. Come and get your bit. Red on. <laughs> gloves, Cornelia James. <laughs> Someone's got a credit for gloves. Sorry. No. Yeah, a shout out to <laughs> I think it wasn't until the lady, um, I was going to say Bracknell then, and it wasn't until she, like, what was it? Sybil. <laughs> Susie? What the fucking name? Sybil. Surrender. <laughs> Cold woman. Yeah. So you that, it's Amazon. Yeah. Amazonian Airways. Amazonian Airways. <laughs> Spiffing. What? Indubitably. What? What? Oh, I'll have to Google that one. I'll have to ask Inspector Ghoul. What? What? Yeah, that doesn't work. Dun dun dun. Wow! Wow!